my heart is racing, I'm kind of sweating, I'm troubling a little bit, I'm feeling lightheaded, my mind goes blank just as it's my turn to speak and say something. I'm really worried I'm going to embarrass myself and that others are going to see how nervous I am. Never mind, I'm just not going to go to this event. I'm just going to cancel my plans. I'm just thinking about this gathering that's coming up over and over and over again. I just can't stop thinking about it and all the things that could happen during this gathering. I just can't believe I'm so anxious. What is going on with me? Well, could it be? That you're dealing with some social anxiety and if you do just know I've been there I have a lot of compassion for this and I want to take apart this conversation and help you become empowered and break free from social anxiety so let's do it I'm Lita Sportel licensed psychotherapist and functional health practitioner and I am here to share with you mind body spirit inspirations practical steps and life-changing tools to help you break free so you don't have to spend the amount of time money and effort that i did to save my own life and to create the life that i always dreamed of it was a couple decades ago that the doctors told me i had three to six months to live and yes it took a terminal cancer diagnosis for me to wake up to the miracles that are really possible I not only healed myself and broke free from what was holding me back, but I also found my place in the world, my calling, my purpose. I created the whole Wellness Method show and podcast to share with you the tips, tools, and topics that can help you do the same. If you're a sensitive soul, empath, introvert, healer, coach, people pleaser, or perfectionist who's looking to break free and heal, define your vision and create your purpose so that you can inspire others while making money, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. All right, dear viewer, let's talk about social anxiety and let's have a very non-pathologizing conversation. What I mean by that, and this is coming from a psychotherapist that for many years I was actually diagnosing others. But what I really want to do today is just forget about diagnosis. Just forget about the labels. Just forget about finding fault with things and trying to find what's wrong with us. And instead of trying to find what's wrong with us or what the problem is, let's talk about some of the signs of this particular type of anxiety called social anxiety. And instead of making it wrong or bad or, oh my gosh, you're, you're so less than others because you have this, let's talk about it from an empowering perspective from a perspective of, okay, let me look at some of the signs that I might be dealing with these and these and these and these things, and let me see what I can do. And while I'm not going to specifically talk about what you can do in this video, I'm going to link it to other videos that I'm going to do where I will talk about the solutions to all these different things. In this video, I really want to focus on some of the signs because awareness is key. When we can really raise awareness, within ourselves and get to know ourselves better. The Greek philosopher talked about that thousands of years ago, knowing thyself, how important that is, because once you know yourself, then you can really have more compassion. You can look for the tools, the solutions, all these different things. So let's have a very non-pathologizing conversation about social anxiety, shall we? Okay, the first sign 
that you might be dealing with social anxiety is if you're experiencing fear around social situations, meaning you find that you're afraid that they might notice you being nervous, that they might notice you sweating or blushing or like your face getting really red or shaking or any other situation that they might notice about your body language or about the way you talk or the way you carry yourself that others will judge you or reject you or think that you're not smart enough or that you don't know what you're talking about. All these situations can cause this sense of, I'm going to be embarrassed. So there's a huge fear there of, oh my goodness, I might embarrass myself. And you end up feeling really self-conscious. So that could be one big sign of social anxiety. The next sign is something that I've dealt with for so many years. And that is avoidance of social situations, especially the ones that you feel that others are potentially going to judge you again. And when I say avoidance, I really mean that you just rather not go in these situations. You'd rather say no to certain invitations. You'd rather say no to certain gatherings, parties, things that make you feel really uncomfortable. You just avoid them altogether. And I want to say for me, what was happening is I was really avoiding being in situations where I felt like I might be the center of attention either as a good center of attention or as a bad center of attention, meaning bad, meaning that others would reject me or judge me. I was very self-conscious. I was very afraid of speaking my, my voice, my opinion, standing up for myself. Even I remember in middle school and high school, just really feeling less than all the other kids feeling like I don't fit in, feeling like I didn't want to be the center of attention. And when at times I was because some girls would look at me or I would feel like they would be jealous of me or some of the boys would look at me or whatever it is that would bring me to be a center of attention, I would feel really, really uncomfortable with that. And one of the ways that I coped with that, and I'm putting air quotes here, is that I got sick. I got sick so much, which is a whole other video for another conversation where I share my story, that I actually, sickness kept me from being uh, in school as much, kept me from going to parties, kept me from going to places and things like that that would make me feel uncomfortable. So my way of actually practicing avoidance, all of that, of course, was happening very unconsciously, was that I would get sick. And when you're sick, it's like, I mean come on, I'm sick, I can't come, I can't join this gathering, or I can't go to school, or I can't do this and that. And I'm not just talking sick like having cold and flu. I'm talking about a whole array of other different sicknesses that I've gone through, again, because there was this deep-seated fear, very low self-esteem, very hard on myself, a lot of pressure on myself to be perfect, to please others, to be the way I thought others wanted me to be to look like the, the girls that seemed to be different, more extroverted, more confident. I was not that. And all of that pressure and all of that stress that I would put on myself would end up in physical symptoms, mental health symptoms, and all these different things. And again, to go back to the avoidance, I was avoiding all these functions. And I was using a lot of the time, unconsciously, of course, sickness or other things that would limit me from being in these functions. Now let's go to the third sign. And the third sign is what I call the before and after the event. So 
Before the event, you might find, and again, I used to be like that so, so much. Before a social event, you're like overthinking about it. You're like, what's going to happen? And this is going to happen on that day. And what should I wear? And what should I say? And how should I prepare? What could happen? You're thinking about the worst possible scenario that could happen there. You just keep thinking and thinking about all the potential scenarios that could occur in that event. And it could be a Christmas party, or it could be a dinner uh, event with whoever, or it could be a presentation, or it could be whatever when we say event. What's interesting here, and I want to mention it now, and I'm going to keep kind of saying it, I will have a different video where I compare introversion and social anxiety. A lot of people confuse these two. They are not the same. So an introvert might actually avoid some social situations. An introvert might actually not want to go to these events as much. But there's a difference between the social anxiety and the choice that an introvert makes because that's just not their favorite thing to do. So I'm just going to leave this at that and I'm going to link you to my other video where I compare social anxiety versus introversion and what the difference is because as an introvert myself, yes, I had social anxiety, I have overcome social anxiety, but I'm still an introvert and I don't need to overcome being an introvert because being an introvert is amazing and awesome and there's nothing wrong with it, right? And the social anxiety, I had to work through it. I had to break free from social anxiety. That's the stuff I love to talk about with my clients. But you can still be an introvert. And you can still be an empath and a highly sensitive person, a starseed, all the things we talk about. You don't need to change any of that. What you want to do is break free from the social anxiety that's keeping you stuck. So back to sign number three, before an event... It's not just that you think about the event, you overthink about it and you overthink all the things that could happen. Now, another thing you might find is that once you do go to the event, things are fine. They're not as bad as you expected. That worst possible outcome that you played over in your head over and over again um, didn't happen and you're doing just fine. But before, as you're preparing for that event, it's like this anticipated anxiety is what we call it. It's this I'm anticipating that I'm going to feel anxious and therefore I'm feeling really anxious right now because of what could happen. But it hasn't even happened and you don't even know for sure that it will happen. Now, the after the event, another thing I was experiencing, oh my goodness, it was crazy, is that I would go over in my head and play over certain scenarios that would have happened during the event and I would replay them in my head again and again and again. And I would ruminate over specific interactions. Why did she look at me that way? Why did she say this? Why did he, you know, behave this way? Uh, I shouldn't have said this. I shouldn't have been this way. I should be more confident. Why didn't I speak when this happened? Uh, why was I standing in that corner and I was this and that and that? And I would just play certain clips like it was a movie and I would rewind back and play over and over and over again certain scenarios as though I was trying to correct them in my head and guess what a lot of my clients and a lot of the people I talk to that are dealing with this are like oh my goodness Lita that's exactly what I'm experiencing before the event and then after it just seems like for days I can't stop thinking about the event and it's not like something terrible happened we're not talking about 
things like really like going south or uh, something really embarrassing happening. It's more of in our heads, we're making it uh, really big. We're making it like this, like something really bad happened and we're kind of overgeneralizing and we're kind of adding some drama in our head uh, about all the things that we think happened or that we think the others were thinking about us. There's a lot of the mind reading, right? I was doing that so much. I was like, oh, I totally know what she's thinking about me. Or when she looked at me that way, that means, you know, she was judging me because I'm this and that and that, because I'm from Greece, because I talk this way, because I have an accent, because whatever it is that I was playing in my mind, I had no clue what the other person was thinking. Yet in my mind, I was doing the mind reading, thinking that I knew what the other person was thinking. So... Again, that could be another sign of social anxiety, that before and after anxiety as well. A quick word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by the program Break Free Empaths, a 21-day online program created for empaths by empaths. This program was born from a collaboration of the minds and hearts of Gilly Henson and myself, Lita Sportel. We each found ourselves at many points in our lives in the midst of struggle and confusion, living in a world that has long mislabeled empaths as being overly sensitive, shy, or aloof people. It had become apparent that the labels once placed on us were outdated and actually not accurate. We both realized that the time had now come for compassion to rise up and to no longer see our intuitive abilities and sensitivities as a weakness, but as a much-needed strength in this world. This online course is designed to help sensitive, intuitive, compassionate souls like you break free from labels, emotions, and beliefs that no longer serve you and bring unity to your gifts. We're bringing our combined experience, tools, and practical steps to empower empaths to show up as they are and who they are. Not sure if you are an empath? Take the free online quiz to find out if you are an empath and to what degree and to see if the program Break Free Empaths is your next step towards the brave new you. Now let's get back to the episode. Okay, the next sign I would love to talk about is some physical signs you might be experiencing in your body. And I say I would love to talk about this is because I'm all about tuning into your body really listening to your body and what it's telling you. And that's the way kind of how we can break free from all the social anxiety vicious cycle. Because once we start noticing what's happening in our bodies, and then we start noticing what's happening in our heads, and what's happening in our hearts, then we can start using the tools that I'll share with you to break free from all this. So what are some of the physical signs of social anxiety? Number one is blushing especially when you're in the situation and when you're experiencing the anxiety, the social anxiety, you're feeling that blushing. And a lot of what I hear from my clients also is, oh my goodness, others will see me blushing and they will know that I am anxious, that I'm insecure, that I don't have confidence, that I don't know what I'm talking about. And now I will be exposed. My body will just expose me to how, you know, I am like a nothing. So it's not just the blushing as a as a physical sign, it's also the fear of blushing that creates this vicious cycle as well. Another physical sign is increased heart rate. 
You might be noticing that that your heart is really pounding when you are in these situations that make you feel really uncomfortable. And I know totally that was something I was experiencing big time. Another one that people are also worried that others might notice is the trembling. You kind of feel like you're kind of trembling and it's almost like hard to hide it. Same thing with the sweating. Uh, a lot of people have that reaction when they start to sweat because there is so much cortisol pumping in the body, adrenaline, all the stress hormones are kicking up really high. So we got all these physiological symptoms that I'm describing right now. And again, it creates this vicious cycle because it's like, oh my goodness, now I'm going to have all these signs. Now all the other people are going to notice all these signs. So now not only am I going to feel anxious, but they're going to know I'm anxious too. What a perfect storm, right? We're going to resolve all that though. Uh, another one is dizziness or lightheadedness. Muscle tension, which you might notice or you might just constantly feel so tight in your muscles like I used to be that you don't realize it unless you actually get a massage and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been so tense. And another symptom is your mind blanking. That's something I've been working on a lot with my clients is that they'll find that as they're talking or as they're listening to somebody else and then it's their turn to kind of talk and say something, it's like their mind goes blank and just they're, they're like deer in headlights and they're like, I don't know what to say because there is so much overthinking. There's this monkey mind, this ego mind, as I call it, that's really taking over. And then when it's time for you to express you and be you, there's no you in there because that ego mind has really taken over by that social anxiety, by that fear that has really overwhelmed you. And then you end up being like, I don't know. I don't know what my name is. I don't know who I am. I don't know what to say. And let me tell you, I totally experienced that. And when I say experienced that, I didn't experience that in all situations though. It was interesting. I would experience this with specific personalities with specific people that I felt where their energy was really, really big, really, really dominating, powerful energies. And I would just hide in these situations and just kind of be the, you know, just, just never mind, don't mind me, just do your thing. I'm just here to glorify you. I'm just here to listen to everything you have to say and make you feel good, which is another conversation about empaths and narcissists which I'll save for another time. And I have plenty of videos I've done on these conversations for you to check out. But what I want to say here is you might find that in certain conversations and in certain interactions with certain personalities, with certain people, with certain energies, you find that you just kind of go more quiet or your mind completely goes blank and you just really don't know what to say. Whereas in other situations where you're feeling safer or you're feeling like you can be yourself, you just can talk all day long. You have a lot to say. You have a lot to share. And there's no issue about your mind going blank. So again, something to pay attention to and to have compassion for yourself. I really want to say this throughout this video. If I haven't emphasized this enough, let's be gentle. Let's be compassionate with ourselves. And let's really focus on loving ourselves, even with all these things that we're dealing with. And we'll talk more about that in my other video where I will give you more tools and steps to get through this and to break free from all this. But in the meantime, can you have some compassion for yourself as we're discovering all these different aspects of ourselves? And let me know in the comments, are you experiencing any of these symptoms? Have you noticed any of these things that have been happening for you 
before, during, after a social event. How are you feeling? What are you experiencing? I would love to hear from you. You've made it to the last sign. And the last sign of social anxiety is kind of a cluster of different behaviors that I've noticed over the years myself, professionally as a psychotherapist, but also in my research that I've been doing. So some of the things, some of the behaviors you might notice, you might have and you might notice uh, that could indicate some social anxiety are canceling plans all the time, drinking alcohol, especially in social settings, because you feel that that will help you loosen up, that will help you be more confident, that will help you be more social, all these different things and you're kind of self-medicating with alcohol because you know that that will help you be more of the you that you cannot be without the alcohol or so you think and that could be with other drugs as well. Another behavior could be avoiding eye contact in social situations as well and you're kind of looking down a lot or you just don't want to look at others because again there's this embarrassment factor. Another behavior is that you avoid phone calls, emails, texts, social media. I'm going to raise my hand here because I used to be so much like that to the point that when I actually launched my business online, I'm like, okay, I have to do something about this. I have to go on social media, even though I really dreaded this whole conversation. And again, I have a separate video that I talk about social media introverts and all these different things. Another behavior that I used to have and that I've noticed some of my clients have as well is, uh, again, before the event or right as the event is about to happen, uh, you have a really hard time picking outfits. It's like a really, really hard time where it becomes this uh, long drawn out process of really overthinking about what to wear. And then no matter what you wear, you're just really judging yourself and you really feel like you don't look good in anything that you wear. I do have to say, I noticed this, especially with my female clients, it could go both ways, but with females, oh my goodness, we can be so, so hard on ourselves, especially when it comes to the way we look and our body image. Again, separate videos on these conversations, but with social anxiety, it's like, I don't know what to wear or I'm trying all these outfits and I don't feel I look good in anything. And it's like, I'd rather just not go to this function because I can't find what I want to wear. And then the last behavior that I'm going to mention here is feeling like uh, if you are to walk in a room where other people are sitting and everybody's sitting and you're just to walk in front of others that are already seated, you really feel uh, stressed out about that, anxious, embarrassed, self-conscious, and all these different things. Okay, can we take a deep breath here together? Because this was a lot. And I realized that and you might feel like, oh my goodness, I got so much that's wrong with me. There's all the above that I'm dealing with. So let me just tell you compassion, gentleness, and we're going to break free from this. I've helped many, many clients do that. I've helped myself break free from this. So if I can do it, if my clients can do it, you can do it too. So let me know in the comments how this video felt to you. Do you resonate with any of these, all of the above? And if you're curious 
to actually take a quiz, a free quiz that I have designed uh, on social anxiety to see actually what score you're going to get and how high you might be scoring on social anxiety. Again, it's not a diagnosis or any of those things, but just to get to know yourself a little bit more and to know what to do with all these different things. Look in the description below this video. I'm going to have a link to the quiz for social anxiety to figure out if that is something that you're dealing with. And also, I want to invite you inside the whole wellness membership community. This is the space where you will get to have access to me. You'll get to have access to other people that are dealing also with social anxiety. So can you imagine what happens when you put people together, virtually, obviously, not in the same room physically, that are most of them are dealing with some level of, of social anxiety, you realize that you're not the only one. You realize how many people are dealing with this and how much compassion can be there for one another. It is really magical what we have inside the whole wellness membership community because they're fellow empaths, highly sensitive people, introverts, individuals who have struggled with social anxiety and are breaking free from social anxiety. So I want to invite you to be part of it as well. Again, look in the description below. You will find the link to the whole wellness membership community. I would love, love, love to see you there. And until I see you next time, I'm leaving you in whole wellness. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the whole wellness method show. I really appreciate you being here. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope it provided you with insights, ahas, and practical steps. You will find all the links mentioned in this episode in the show notes. So be sure to check those out. Also, if you found this episode helpful and you can think of other people who might benefit from this, please share it with them. You can even take a screenshot of this episode and then post it in your social media or in your Instagram stories and tag me. I would love to connect with you there. And I would also love it if you go and rate this show, the Whole Wellness Method show, and you give us also a review that will tell the podcast algorithm that people are enjoying this show and it will help us rank higher, which means more people can find these conversations and we can create a bigger ripple effect together. See you next time.